Hello, what's up, friends? My name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Park Ford Church, and it's great to have you with us. Whether you're just watching this online or you attend Park Ford Church, we're really glad to have you join us today as we wrap up our midweek teaching series on Get Dressed. We've been tracking the imagery of clothing in the scriptures from, from the Old Testament into the New Testament. We've spent time in Isaiah and some of the writings of Paul. The last couple weeks we've spent looking at a parable of Jesus and then some imagery of clothing that he used in the Sermon on the Mount. Today we're wrapping up our series by going all the way to the end of the scriptures in Revelation chapter 19. A couple weeks ago, we touched on Genesis 3, and yes, believe it or not, from as early as Genesis 3 to as late as Revelation 19, and all throughout the scriptures in between, this imagery of clothing flows through the scriptures. So I've had a lot of fun myself looking at this, and I hope that you've enjoyed tracking with us. Before we jump into the scripture, we're going to be in Revelation 19 and in Hosea chapter 2 today, and the title of this is The Bride of Christ. Would you join me in prayer, and let's invite the Lord to speak to us today through his word. Well, Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you are alive and active in our lives. We thank you for the breath in our lungs the minds that we have to think, to engage, to study, the souls that you've given us that commune with you and are are created to commune with you. As we look at this picture in Revelation today, we just invite you to speak and teach us, and we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I don't have the best memory in the world. In fact, that's something I complain about to my wife all the time, about I wish I had a better memory. I wish I had a better memory for details, especially things in the distant past. I'm sort of oriented to the present where I can remember, I can remember people's names that I meet really well, typically, um, as long as they're in my present life. But I often forget so many details and names of of all sorts of things in my past. Now, my wife is sort of the opposite. She has this incredible memory where she can remember all of these things in the past. All that to say, um, one image that I will never forget, it is burned deeply into my memory, and I pray I will never forget, was the afternoon on our wedding day. We didn't do a first look And I'm standing at the front of the church with my closest friends, my family in attendance, my community to bear witness to the union. And I'm standing next to my pastor. And I'm looking down the corridor, looking down the aisle of the church I grew up in, that my wife grew up in too. And watch the doors open. And for the first time I see her, and for the first time I see her wedding dress. There she is, my bride, standing in her beautiful gown, and the smile of both excitement and nerves on her face as well as mine, and just watching her walk down the aisle. All the love that I feel for her, the beauty that captivates me. We just celebrated our 11th anniversary. I know I don't look old enough to have been married for 11 years, because I got married when I was 14. Just kidding, but I was young, but we've been married 11 years now, and I will never forget that image of my wife walking down the aisle dressed in her wedding gown. This is an image that 
the scriptures used. In fact, in several Old Testament passages, particularly in some of the prophets in Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and in Hosea, which we're going to look at, God uses the image of marriage to talk about his relationship, his covenantal relationship between himself and his, his people, the Israelites, and this marriage that he's longing for with them. And then he picks up, he, the Spirit continues to use this image in the New Testament. We, the people of God, are called the bride of Christ by the Apostle Paul. And in Revelation, the Apostle John uses the imagery of the people of God being married to their groom, Jesus Christ, in the wedding feast. And the wedding feast is in Revelation 19. Now I want you to pick up on the imagery of clothing in this passage. So in Revelation chapter 19, verse 6, the Apostle John says this, Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Now listen to this. It says, the bride has made herself ready. Verse 8, it was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. Look at that image. It's been granted to her. Who? Well, in verse 7, it says the bride, the bride of Christ, the people of God in all of human history. The, this is the consummation of, of the wedding. The bride has made herself ready, and it's been granted to her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. In other words, God has written his bride a blank check to clothe herself with the most beautiful dress that she can buy. We have been given, as the people of God, a blank check to clothe ourselves in a beautiful gown. Now this isn't a physical gown. What is he talking about? It says the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Now think about this. It has been granted to us, the people of God, to clothe ourselves in righteous deeds. Now, I'm not saying, and I don't think John was saying, that we earn our salvation through righteous deeds. That's a different conversation. That's not the point. We, we know we are saved through grace, through faith and grace, through faith in Christ alone. And we know that we don't earn the love of God through the things that we do. The love of God is given freely. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And yet, it has been granted to us to clothe ourselves, the people of God, the bride of Christ, to clothe ourselves with the righteous deeds. James said, show me your faith, and I'll show you my works. Uh, faith without works is dead. Yes, our relationship is built on faith, and yes, Abraham was counted righteous because of his faith, but Abraham also had to obey God. <laughs> he had to go when God said go. 
And it has been given to us, the people of God, not only the free gift of salvation, the free gift of God's love through his Son and the indwelling presence of his Spirit. We don't earn any of that. And yet it has been granted to us the joy and the opportunity to live in such a way that we are clothing ourselves through our righteous deeds. This can be traced back. I I hope that you listened to the previous teaching before you listen to this one where Jesus says, don't worry about what you wear, what you eat. This is what the world worries about. Solomon in all his glory wasn't dressed as beautifully as the flowers of the field. And then he says, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all of this stuff will be added to you. Similar theme to this. In Hosea chapter two, if you know the story of Hosea, it's one of the most difficult books in the Old Testament as far as just heart-wrenching because here's a man who loves God, Hosea, and he's commanded by God to go and marry a prostitute. And if you know the story, his wife Gomer, after they are married, she goes back to her former lifestyle into prostitution. And God tells Hosea to go and buy back his own wife. Can you imagine? Can you imagine pursuing your spouse in that way? after the broken trust, after the sin, and yet Hosea goes in and calls her out of that lifestyle again, and not only that, but he has to pay for her freedom. He buys her back, and in Hosea chapter 2 verse 16 it says, and in that day declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer will you call me my Baal. For I will remove the names of the Baals from her mouth, and they shall be remembered by my name no more. And I will make for them a covenant on that day with the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow and the sword and war from the land, and I will make you lie down in safety. And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice. Righteousness and justice. It has been granted to the bride of Christ to clothe herself in righteousness and justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. Jumping back to Revelation chapter 19, verse 8, it was granted to her, the bride of Christ, to clothe herself with the fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints the saints. We know that the clothing of the bride is both given to us by God. This is this free gift of salvation and love, but also we have been given the opportunity to clothe ourselves. And we know that the church is a broken place, incredibly broken. My wife and I have been studying Jamar Tisby's The Color of Compromise. We read the book and now we're watching the Amazon uh, series that is up on Amazon Prime, and just all of the ways that the American church, particularly the white church, has been complicit in racism and in brokenness is, is incredibly heartbreaking. And as, as, as a pastor, as someone who works vocationally in the church, it can be so devastating. So many of us have been hurt by the church. That's another story that we can talk about in, in other ways, but the point I want to come to today is this, that we as the people of God have been given the opportunity to live with righteousness, which means that we are caring for the poor, that we are seeking the outcast, that we were drawing in the foreigner and the alien, 
Pure and undefiled religion is this, care for the orphans and widows. And as we care for the orphans and widows, we are using that blank check that the Lord has given us to be clothed for the wedding feast with the Lamb of God. He will certainly clothe and cover us with all that we need. So my prayer for us today is that we would live righteously and seek first the kingdom of God, that we would clothe ourselves and be a people who are clothed in the righteousness that God has given us to walk out. Thank you so much for being with us over the last several weeks tracking through this theme. I hope that it's been an encouragement to you, and I would encourage you to continue to study this. There are so many passages that talk about clothing. Do a Bible study on your own. Jump in and find some of them and find some of these themes we've been talking about. Go with God. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day.